Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh, yeah. Better than this. I don't know what I'm doing. I can't do this shit. What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes podcast presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and uh, how do you say the uh, Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network. And we are your hosts here on this Tuesday. Takes on takes edition of the show. The band is back together. Kyle, welcome back to America. Hey, it's good to be here. Would very much like to be back in St. Lucia. (laughs) can't lie this this is a rough rough turnaround is it because of the cat kyle the kid listen this cat if you did not follow the saga of me and jerome this past week i met the most boss king cat of all time in saint lucia named him jerome and um for three or four days, this dude would just come over. At one point, I actually let him into our hotel room, or not hotel room, our, our suite. And he was hunting cockroaches in our suite. And he got lots of bacon. But uh, he has an island dad on the island that that promised and assured me that he takes great care of him. And it's a, a little rougher life than my cats have here at home. But it's a loving life, and, and he's thriving in it. So I want to pour one out. Uh, for the hashtag bring Jerome home. Uh, but it would have been very selfish for me to do so, even though it did break my heart to leave this damn cat in St. Lucia. Can we strip it down? You actually uttered a sentence there uh, reflecting on your honeymoon that you let a cat, a stray cat seemingly into your uh, suite so not a stray. to hunt not a stray. cockroaches, Kyle. Yeah, uh, well, we had one cockroach the first night we were there. And I exterminated that one. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> But yeah, like I, I met this cat. He was out of my stoop and I'm like petting him and I like get up to go inside and he like follows me to the front door. I'm like, oh no, you can't do that. And it's like the third straight night of him like, I'll go out and sit on the stoop and pet this cat and hang out with this cat and feed this cat a little bit. I said, ah, what the hell? Like what? Nobody's going to know, right? So I opened the, cor- the door and the, the cat goes right in. He's walking around. He's looking around. He's rolling over. Let me pet his belly. And I, I had said I had bacon for him downstairs. And I say, come on. And he follows you down, follows me down the stairs. Well, housekeeping had came and took the plate that had the bacon on it. I had left it on the table. So I've got no food for this cat. And I'm like, all right, dude, like, I don't know how I'm going to get you out of here now because I don't have anything to lure you out. <laughs> but he's, he just chilled for like 10 minutes. But like there was like a three-minute segment there where he was staring at something underneath the, um, the counters. Like oh, that little baseboard along the floor, he was staring something there. So I just assumed it was a cockroach, but I don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, we better start talking football or else the bad reviews will come. Uh, all right. Takes on takes. You ready? You want the first one here? We got two Panthers takes to start this thing off. Um, I'll give you the first one. It comes from Dennis 
SK. He says the Panthers have the best front seven in the NFL. Obviously, people are excited in Charlotte with the Gerald McCoy signing. Kyle, is this the best front seven in the league? That's very aggressive take, and I, I appreciate the Kool-Aid that we're drinking here. But um, the front seven is Bruce Irvin, Don Terry Poe, uh, Kawan Short, Gerald McCoy's obviously in the mix here, Brian Burns, Shaq Thompson, Luke Keekley, Antoine Williams. It's good. It's good. And then you add in Eric Reed, James Bradbury, and Dante Jackson on the back end. It's a strong defense. Mm-hmm. Is it the best Front seven in the NFL, though. No. Uh, okay, who who's up there? It's up there, right? It's good. Yeah, it's a, it's a strong group. Um, I'd say if Dallas gets anything from Robert Quinn, that has potential to be an elite group. Um, Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Good call. Man, this Jets, the this, this Jets, I don't love their edge situation, but my God, Leonard Williams, Quinn and Williams and Henry Anderson are your three down linemen in a three, four alignment. And then you have CJ Mosley and Avery Williamson in the middle. Jordan Jenkins, who had seven sacks last year. It's a good freaking group as well. Yeah. If, if Ja'Kai Polite can show up for yeah, them, yeah. that would be huge. Um. Houston like missing. I, I was going to say we're missing somebody. Obviously, Houston's yeah. a, a a really good choice too. Um, I feel like McKinney's like super underrated. You know, he's getting paid pretty handsomely. He is, but he's not talked about. No, he is really and, not. That's a good point. And uh, I, I, they better enjoy having Jadavion because I don't think he's going to be there very long. How uh, about how about the Chargers? We got Joey Bosa, Brandon Babane, Jerry Tillery, Melvin Ingram. Uh, Thomas Davis, Denzel Perryman, and Jatavis Brown. Yeah, I mean, if Thomas Davis can stay healthy and be, yeah, that's a good group too. Doesn't Denver have a real strong front seven? Uh, I like it. It's what Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, Adam Gostas, Shelby Harris, Josie Jewell, Todd Davis. See, that they're linebackers. Yeah, the, they're line, linebackers the, the inside linebackers are trash. Yeah, the down guys are fine. If they still have Brandon Marshall, I'd like this group a lot yeah. more. Yeah. Okay. Panthers take for you, Joe. Yeah. Uh, this one comes from the sports nut. <laughs> In the new 3-4-D, this trio, I'm assuming it's the front three? Yeah. Poe, Short, and McCoy. Yeah. Will lead the Panthers to a top five defense. Um, Man. Okay, so – Maybe. Uh, I really like what Minnesota has. I really like what Green Bay has. Chicago, Denver under Vic Fangio. Buffalo is really good. The Jets are good. Uh, Dallas is going to be a good group. Uh, yeah, I mean, I know Seattle's got some new pieces, but they're always good on defense. San Francisco's got an exciting young group. I think they'll be in the conversation it's right there somewhere. But this is a Panthers defense that was really bad last year. I think 27th in the league in sacks. You know, they still have some questions about the secondary. Who's playing safety opposite of Eric Reed? Uh, you know, who's the nickel corner? Brian Burns and, and Christian Miller have to prove themselves as NFL pass rushers. Mario Addison's in a new role this year. B.J. Irvin is kind of an average player. You know, I, 
I don't know. I think they're the top 10. I'd, if you said top 10, I'd give you that. But top five seems a little aggressive for me, although yeah. there's a lot to like about this uh, front seven as we have just spent the start of this podcast discussing. Kyle Cameron Spencer, top five quarterback names whose talent doesn't or didn't live up to their appellation, Joe Cabulary. What does appellation mean, Kyle? Appel- Appel- I, do, I, I do not know this one. <laughs> I feel like we need to know. Uh, I'm too busy trying. I'm looking up who this first name is on this okay, list. Well, I, I'm looking up the definition of appellation is the action of giving a name to a person or thing. Okay. All right. Well, I think the point he's trying to make, these are five great quarterback names that didn't necessarily wind up being great quarterbacks. And he has Major Applewhite, number five, Brady Quinn, number four, Colt McCoy, number three, Gunnar Keel, number two. Number one, Sonny Six Killer. Is that even is that a real name? <laughs> That's or, the one I was looking up. I'm like, who the we, hell we is this punk guy? With that one? <laughs> no, so he, he's legit. He had a trial with the Rams, and oh. then with the Argonauts in '74, um, was in the young, the longest yard, the original longest yard movie. Okay. So he's a five foot eleven, hundred ninety pound quarterback who went undrafted in 1973. That's a badass name. Yeah. I'll give you that. I yeah. feel like Brady Quinn's the one that, like, it's not, like, an exceptional name, right? Like, Gunner Keel, like, Gunner. Yeah, that's great. Colt. Yeah. Major. Six Killer. Brady Quinn. Like, I would remove Brady Quinn from this list. How about But Ty- I agree with the other four. Tyrone Swopes. Swopes. Mm. Yeah, Swopes. Um, the Liberty's quarterback's name currently is Buckshot Calvert. Yeah, that that actually belongs on this list. We'll uh, see well, if he's we don't any know good if he didn't live up yeah. to his hype. Yeah, <laughs> you know, could really put it all together. Uh, Louisville's quarterback's name is Jawan Pass. So another one for the radar. Very, very poetic name. Yeah, Jawan yeah. Pass. All right, Charlie Gross. Hey, Joe Marino. The most likely AFC and NFC teams playoff teams to not make the playoffs this year are the Ravens. And Cowboys, the most likely replacements for those teams are the Bills or Jets with super easy schedules and the Falcons. So on the AFC side of things, I can I can see that being the Ravens not making the playoffs, especially with, you know, Pittsburgh. I think it'll be a hungry team in that division. Uh, Cleveland as well, obviously, makes a lot of sense with with what they were able to do. Um, So I, I would think that. Uh, I, I would believe, I think it's conventional wisdom would tell you that I'm good with the Ravens, but I think that the Steelers and Browns have a better chance of making the playoffs than the Bills or Jets and the AFC. On the NFC side, uh, the Cowboys being the team that doesn't make it from last year. Uh, yeah, I, I, I can see that. Um, and really? Team, well, okay, so it, Philly, you taking Philly out? Not yet. You taking the Saints out? Not yet. Rams? Not yet. Seahawks. And Bears. Okay. I could see Bears having a bit of a yeah, they won 12 games. Uh, yeah. I, so I don't think it's crazy. I think the Bears or the Cowboys would be the most unlikely teams to return to the postseason this year. Um, Falcons, certainly that's a team that comes to mind. I'm a little bit concerned about their defensive tackle situation and how quickly Lindstrom and McGarry can anchor that right side of the line offensively. But yeah, I mean like Minnesota and green Bay, you know, those are two teams that I I feel like are, are, 
right there on the cusp as well, in, right. as well as Atlanta. But I think the bottom line here is we just named a lot of good football teams, and there's going to be two or three teams that have a playoff caliber roster that just there's not enough spots. All right, Kyle, you, this one comes from Dylan McKeach. Uh He says, Shea Patterson isn't the best quarterback on the Michigan roster, and he referenced Dylan McCaffrey. I don't know anything about Dylan McCaffrey, so I hope you do. Okay, so Dylan had a brief appearance this year against Notre Dame, this past year against Notre Dame, and uh, actually moved the ball a little bit better than Shea did. Um, Yeah, I I think I agree with this take because Shea really underwhelmed. Michigan really got their offense humming when they stopped asking Shea Patterson to sling the ball around like he did at Ole Miss, and you think about the pass catchers that Shea had at Ole Miss with uh, Metcalf and A.J. Brown and – Dawson Knox. I think I buy this take. I think this is a good take, and I'm looking forward to getting back into some Michigan tape uh, here in the coming days. Now that we're we're back from the honeymoon and able to grind the tape. And uh, Joe, fun fact. Okay. This is this is Tuesday's podcast, right? Yep. Do you know what happens tonight? I don't know. Oh, somebody has. Oh, no, I know. I know. I know. I know. I what can just start it? season three of Game of Thrones. Oh, wow. You got to the end of season two. Oh, man. Yeah, we haven't talked in a while, but we'll, we'll get to that after the show. Yeah, so, no, it's uh, the first episode of Your Mom's Basement on Twitch. Mm. So we have this Twitch programming, and the, the joke was I criticized the Giants' highlight video of Daniel Jones throwing swing passes to fullbacks, and the reaction was, well, you know, you're just some idiot scouting in your mom's basement. So now we're doing a film session on Twitch entitled Your Mom's Basement where we watch tape. So that statement can be factual for those people who said that. And um, I'm going to grind some tape tonight, Joe, on your mom's basement on Twitch. Oh, that'll be glorious, Kyle. Yeah, I can't wait. (laughs) can't wait. That dude, Andy... Yeah. Uh, at the Joe Marino, we will never see a wide receiver prospect better than Calvin Johnson coming out of college. Takes on takes. Now, what? Uh, this is Calvin Johnson, 6'5, 239, 33 and 3 eighth inch arms. Ran a 4'3, 540, 42.5 inch for 139 inch broad jump. Uh, no, that dude's an alien. And also, I would like to know what his agilities were, right? Where, where's the three cone? Where's the short right. shuttle? DK, Metcalf, Haters. Jesus. Why didn't you run it? Why didn't you run it? Uh, Yeah, man, that dude's a freak, right? Like, I mean, generational talent, somewhat usually used frame or phrase, but it fits for Calvin Johnson. I don't know. I don't think we'll see anybody like him coming out of the college ranks again to play receiver in the NFL. Kyle, E.T. scouting. That's interesting, right? Uh, Jacob. (laughs) Was that an E.T. impersonation? Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> I did Gruden on Lockdown Bills yesterday. Uh, people, oh, why? Sorry, I'm done. I'm no, done. I'm done. I was yeah. hoping you weren't. Uh, <laughs> Jacob Eason's 2016 tape is better than Tua's 2018 tape. <sighs> I I like this take. I can't agree with this take because that's a little strong. But Eason's really good. Have you had a chance to watch his 2016 tape at all? No, Kyle. I did from uh, over the weekend, though. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Big fan, Jacob Eason. Kid's got a hose. And uh, 
Really excited to see what he's able to do this year in Washington. I think he is a name that's – I would take him 10 times out of 10 over from. I'll say that right now. Interesting. So you get some free time, pop him in. Yeah, of course. Uh, glad I don't have to tackle this take. Yeah, th- this next segment is literally the Mag- Maddie V section here. He's got two in a row. Okay, well, Matty V uh, wanted to dunk on the draft dudes from yeah. August of uh, last year. Uh, us commenting on Washington signing uh, Adrian Peterson. And it says the Redskins are desperate enough to not commit or desperate enough to commit to the washed up Adrian Peterson is a direct quote from Joe. And the direct quote from me uh, is, quote, this is not great. Give me Orleans Darkwa 10 times out of 10 over Adrian Peterson. All right, so I have a lot to say here, Matt. First of all, hindsight analysis is always easy, brother, isn't it? But let's go back to the time, and I'm glad you reminded us that it was on 8-21-28 when every running back on the Redskins roster was dropping like flies, and they signed Adrian Peterson after he had, in 2016, 37 carries for 72 yards. That's 1.9 yards per carry. In 2017, with the Saints, the Saints – Amazing offensive line, 27 carries for 81 yards. He was on the Cardinals in 2017 with Bruce Arians, had 129 rushes for 448 yards, three and a half yards a carry. Yeah, of course, we weren't optimistic about a 33-year-old running back joining the Washington Redskins and being him being productive. It was it, At the time, it was the right analysis. So we didn't realize that Adrian Peterson at 34 years old was going to find the fountain of youth and become a thousand yard back in the NFL for the first time since 2015. So look, I don't care if you're wrong about takes, we're going to be wrong about a lot of stuff, but what's your process? What was your thought process behind it? Why did you get to the conclusions that you did? Was it based on sound reasoning and hell yeah, it was, were we wrong? Yeah. But was our process good? Yeah. I'm done. You feel good? Yeah. Good. <laughs> All right, Matt. He got turned in by David Bullen, our good friend from Wales. He said, sorry, but this is a terrible take. Hashtag takes on takes. Hashtag tattle takes. Turning in Matt, Matty V. And Matty V said, as a law-abiding, well-raised 19-year-old, I will not incriminate myself claiming to drink. If I did, though, Kyle is correct. Beer is gross. Well, beer is gross. So I agree with (laughs) 19-year-old Matt, who's never tried beer. Sure, certainly hasn't. Um, Okay, so I want to have a discussion here with you. I've seen you. I've I've been to restaurants with you. I've seen you order beer. I've seen it happen. Yes. So can can you justify uh, ordering beer and saying beer is gross? Yeah. Yeah, because it's cheaper than whiskey. Really? That's what that's that I was not if, expecting that at no, all. No, 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 no. So it's a combination of things. But listen, if I'm gonna sit down for a meal, yeah. I do not want to order some measly ass one and a half fingered pour for twelve dollars right. to try and sip for my meal. I will I will tolerate a less enjoyable beverage to a, milk throughout the course of a meal. A gross beverage though. Yeah. I can drink just get a one Coke, and a half, brother. I can drink one and a half beers, and then I just I feel so gross. And you saw it firsthand. Everybody thought, "Oh, Kyle got pissed drunk over two Coors Lights at his wedding." That's not what happened. Miller Lights, Kyle. How many Miller Lights did I have? 
I think two or three. I couldn't remember. You chug two, and I'm like, what is going on with Kyle? In in what time span? Oh, less than a minute. Yeah, they were playing Thunder Chug, and I got stuck with one of the solos. I had to chug (laughs) chug drinks the entire solo. So I put those down, and Joe, we'd started drinking six hours earlier. I know. It killed me. I I didn't expect it. It's the volume. You can't do that kind of volume. All All right, take from Bobby Winter. Uh, the Packers will be the most improved defense in the league. They will be top 10 in sacks, pressure rate, and top 15 in passer rating allowed. Hashtag takes on takes. Panthers fans would like to fight you on this, huh? Um, they should be, right? I mean, they just used two first-round picks on defensive players. They signed uh, Preston Smith, Zadarius Smith. Uh, a lot of those young corners and defensive backs that they have are getting older and more experienced. And, and Adrian Amos, I mean – they certainly did the most to improve their defense. Um, so, yeah, I'll say this is a very much improved defensive unit. Top 10 in sacks, I don't think that's that aggressive. They were able to get sacks last year. That wasn't their problem. They just didn't get pressure off the edge. And top 15 in passer rating allowed. I mean, that's not that aggressive. That's first half of the league. I'll say I'm, I'm, I'll take every bit of it. I'm buying every bit of it, Bobby. Good take. Uh, Dub G Gettleman's messenger boy says after trading the great OBJ, the giants will draft Jerry Judy in the first round of the 2020 NFL draft. And, uh, sounds like we have a new segment here. Hashtag dub G's monthly take. Why is it only monthly? I don't know. You get it in weekly, brother. Make it a weekly take. Um, I could see that, you know, they're not, they're now a fascinating team that, I don't anticipate to be highly competitive in 2019, but they have a quarterback that they're now going to be committed to who probably won't even play. So pretty fascinating to try and project. Um, although I do feel like Gettleman would be more prone to take a defensive lineman, don't you? <laughs> Run stuffer, you know? <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, you got to take a pass rusher, but I feel like. Well, I thought you were going for a joke there. No, okay. I mean, it could be. We can make it one if we wanted to. I don't know. I just, just get, would Gettleman take a wide receiver in the top, like, top five? He took Calvin Benjamin in the first round. In the top <laughs> five. Uh, Although I guess Benjamin in the first round is even more egregious than any right. receiver that you could take so. in the top five. So. <laughs> yeah. Right, I'm buying. I'm in. I'm in mm. on this take. All right. Last take of the day, Joe, from the skill, the most incredible aspect of Eddie Jackson's success after being a late-round pick is managing to have a, uh, to be an all-pro despite wearing the number 39. I, I am big on numbers and, and how they affect players. But the thing about a DB, especially a safety, 39 is not great. It's probably the worst acceptable number that you can pick. But it's not in the 40s. And I think that's where things get off the rails for defensive backs. When they have a number in the 40s, you know, you can't really perform at a high level. You need a number in the 20s or the 30s. But 39, it's kind of two big round numbers. You're, you're a flashy defensive back. You need some more, you know, some more narrow numbers. And so I think it's the worst acceptable number, but at least it isn't in the 40s. Right. The closer to 20 you are, the more successful you are. Yeah, of course. Scientifically yeah. proven. Yeah, Absolutely. By us right now. We just decided. Felt good to be back, Joe. Thanks for having me on again. I appreciate you having me back. Welcome back. Thanks, dude. Checks in the mail. Uh, Yeah, great. (laughs) 
we uh we want to thank all you guys for listening hope you guys enjoyed the week without me i'm sure some of you did <laughs> and uh we're gonna be back the rest of this week as joe said the gang is back together and i want to remind you guys to get this show every day subscribe to the draft dudes on the new himalaya podcast app in an ever-expanding podcast world you need himalaya with their personally curated playlists and new features every day download himalaya at the App Store, and subscribe to Draft Dudes. And then when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Draft Dudes Podcast. I'm Kyle Krabs with Joe Marino. Thanks for listening to Draft Dudes Podcast, and we will talk with you all again tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.